Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mike Esten, South Florida's conservative voice. The Dignity Act, it's called, a.k.a. Amnesty. The most as dangerous a bill as any that would come up this year, and they're all about equal, but this is as bad as the others. Maria Salazar, who's the author of this bill, who declined the invitation to debate me, but I have an honored guest who's here to discuss it who agrees with me. Her name is Ann Schlafly Corey, the daughter of the late, great Phyllis Schlafly. She is the chairman of the Eagle Forum. Ann, welcome back to the Mike Essence Show. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me on. Please tell us, the with the Dignity Act, please tell us financially how it would be a burden on us and what services, please. Well, the, this act is simply amnesty, and amnesty is always a problem, and amnesty always should be um, uh, opposed uh, by Americans because there's no benefit to our country to granting amnesty to people who did not uh, and were not interested in our rules and our laws. We are a country of laws. We're a country of law-abiding citizens, and, um, and it is a mistake to grant amnesty to people who have no interest in following our laws. If you want to talk to Ann Schlafly, Corey, number is 619-924-9749. I agree with you on that. I'm also concerned about, very concerned about the cost, the economic burden it would put on the taxpayers. Please talk about that. Like social security well, without what it was. It's an economic burden if you bring in low-skilled or unskilled uh, workers uh, into the into the country. We we have we need to have a good economic system, particularly now that we have rising inflation. We're at low em, uh, employment right now, which is great. But the, what happened with the pandemic shutdown is that we have a great number of people who have not re-entered the job market. We anticipate that they will re-enter the job market. And there's no good reason to bring in extra workers uh, to take jobs away from, from people who are already here. I also want to point out, Anne, this would cost, according to Robert Rector, you know the name. I agree with that concern, too. I have many concerns about this for here in this bill. You remember Robert Rector of the Heritage Foundation? He helped write the welfare bill under Clinton and Gingrich? Yes. He said this would cost one point security, welfare programs of public schools alone can only imagine the overcrowding. And it would hurt our veterans, too. You agree with that? Well, the thing is, there are always costs because when you bring, because you're not just bringing in workers, workers come with, with their families and families uh, have needs and families need to be, and children need to be educated and, and, um, and there are all kinds of, of social services that our country is so generous in offering. And we have we're in a budgetary crisis now of trillions and trillions of dollars of debt. And to, and to add to that burden with, new, with, with, with debt that, is unavoid, that, is, that can be easily avoided. In other words, if we just give money away, guess what? We'll get more demand for the money that we're giving away. 
One thing that the advocates say, like Ms. Salazar and all the left, is it promises border security. I remember that with Kennedy McCain. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Are you, are you I remember that with the Gang of Eight. I wish I was, but they're, they're lying, of course. So we're going to get to I'm going to ask you in a second. I'm saying they said it. I'm not saying it, okay? I'm, I'm putting out well, their lies. This, 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 this was not in the bill of the Gang of Eight. Please tell us how that will never be the case with this, even though it is in the bill. It's broken. It's more lies. Please tell us about that. All you have to do is to look at what happened in 1986. We gave amnesty to 3 million illegal aliens in the promise of border security. There was no border security, and our borders were flooded by millions and millions after that. Because once we gave that amnesty, all of these new immigrants uh, said, well, we'll just get amnesty if we wait along, uh, if we wait long enough. They'll do it again. If they did it once, they will do it again. And so if you say to people, yes, go ahead and break our laws, yes, go ahead and ignore our border, well, then you are asking for, for, for people who are determined to get amnesty. Once a very big concern I have about this bill is, is that it would be suicide to the conservative movements. Please elaborate. Well, I I think what what you're probably trying to say is that we're bringing in uh, people who will likely vote um, for liberal uh, agendas, and that is probably true uh, because what happens with with new immigrants is that they need is that they have to learn the country they have to learn the our civics they have to read the constitution they have to see how our system of government works and many of the people who choose to come to the united states are fleeing regimes that are awful and regimes that are corrupt uh, and regimes that that provide no rule of law so if you grow up in a, in a um, society where you have where you don't have our constitution, then it takes a long time to learn how our government works and learn the the beauty of limited government with individual liberties. The immig- um, and new immigrants. This is this is a process to learn that is not an immediate understanding of it because it's not the culture in which they grew up. And our, our society, what, what conservative philosophy in the United States means is a process to learn. And it isn't, um, it isn't something that the rest of the world understands. I also want to add to this. I, I agree with everything you said. But it was Pew or a lot of researchers have, have interviewed a lot of illegals. And they have said they hate, they support communism. Well, I, I think if they come to the United States expecting a free handout, uh, then, they are, then they are coming with an ideology that is not beneficial to America. I agree with you. You know, many, my, my, grand, my great-grandparents were immigrants. They came legally. They busted themselves, their tail to come here. I think this really trivializes what they went through and is a slap in the face to them. Please elaborate. Well, I think we have many people from across the world 
who are attempting to gain legal citizenship in the United States. And they should always be at the head of the line, the people who believe in following our laws, uh, and that's why they want to come to the United States. The, um, you know, the, the United States can't take everybody in the rest of the world. I wish people in other countries would realize the, the value of the American system and implement it in their own country and make their own country as wonderful as the United States. Wouldn't that be great if we had the United States replicated throughout the world and then everybody didn't have to uproot themselves to come here? Great point, and yes, that would be wonderful, and we just need the leadership uh, that someone like you and someone like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, not like this pathetic excuse we have for a president right now. I want to ask you about something else, um, and There's something called, you know, you'll explain to my audience what chain migration is, and does, does this bill, the Dignity Bill, encourage that? Oh, yes, and tra- chain migration uh, is is very detrimental to the stability of the United States because one immigrant can bring in dozens and dozens and dozens of family members, and their only key to coming in is 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 a is blood is the fact that they were somehow related to the the first immigrant, and so and so what you get is. You bring in your brother. Your brother brings in uh, a, uh, a, uh, his wife, who then brings in her brother. I mean, it can, the chain can go on and on, and um, that that is a that is a way to have a massive amount of unvetted immigrants who are um, who feel as though they they have a right to our country simply by who they're related to. I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, right now, I'm going to ask you any two left-wing arguments. Please you tell me what they are and debunk them about why this, they're pro-amnesty um, gobbledygook. Oh, and, and I, then, think, I think the left-wing argument for being pro-amnesty comes down to one word, and it's called nice. They want to be nice to people. And nice is really naivete because – if if you if you accept this premise that we all should be nice then that is throwing the rule of law out the window and it's not nice to allow people to disobey the law what's better is that we have i mean we always are polite but we have people but but what's better is to follow the, the laws that we have, which are there for a purpose, and it's not nice to disobey the law. It's not at all. And, um, you know, supply and reward and supply and demand, not give, not, not a handout, and that's the way we think as conservatives. I'm going to ask you a, a blunt question, Anne. Would this be suicide for the country in every in every respect? Please explain. If this passes, well, it thought. is it is suicide to have the combination of a of a generous um, government 
social service safety net along with open borders. If Because we in the United States are a wealthy and generous com- uh, country, we offer really incredible social services, which inspire people to come and partake of our generosity. However, you have to have people working in order to fund that government. And we can't And if we invite the world into our generous social services by having open borders, that is suicide for our, the economic well-being of our country. And before I ask, thank you and ask you to give out the website, you wrote a new book I'm sure you'd love to tell my audience about. Is there anything you want to cover about the Dignity Act that we haven't talked about? The Dignity Act is just a rehash of the amnesty acts that have been defeated before, whether it was the Gang of Eight or any of the other uh, amnesty attempts that have been made uh, throughout the last uh, several decades. When the American people find out what's in amnesty, they are opposed to amnesty. And we cannot destroy our country with, with with a measure that is designed Uh, to bankrupt us and to open our borders. We have seen the flood of people that have come across since Biden was elected president. The the situation on the southern border is a crisis right now, and we need to defend ourselves from this invasion. I I agree with every every letter you said today, Anne, as usual. Anne, thank you so much for being on the program. Is there any... Please give out the website of Eagle Forum and tell, tell my audience about a new book. So uh, our organization can be found at eagleforum.org. We have lots of material on our website. We are, And I have just published a new book called How to Speak Liberal. It's available on our website. And, Mike, it's fun and it's funny. And we poke humor at some of these crazy words that the left has come up with. And, you know, if you can't join them, let's laugh and let's have some fun. You can't survive politics without humor, Ann. You just can't. And have a lovely okay. day, and thank you for being on my show. It was a pleasure, Mike. Thank you for having me. Take care. That's Ann Schlafly Corey. Uh, if you want to talk to me, number is 619-924-9749. First, I'm going to start out of my neck of the woods, and we're going to talk about some issues that are pending and political. Um, Vulture Man, a.k.a. Eric Adams, a scumbag of the First Order, if I call him Vulture Man, obviously I don't like him, is having Vegan Day on Fridays. Mike, you know, I, I have criticized Mike and Chuck Norris for trying to get in the way of telling people what to eat. We are not children. You should be allowed to have goat fat if you want it. That's what I think. This is telling people what they can and can't eat, what we can and can't drink. It's this totalitarian communist agenda again. He also was praised as somebody picked by police, police chief, by Hillary Clinton. You ever talk to somebody who's never right about anything and they think whatever they say do the opposite? If that worthless piece of human refuge, Hillary Clinton, 
supports it, I oppose it. Except for the death penalty. It's the only issue in life we agree on. That, but maybe I should reconsider. But also, another problem with um, Eric Adams is the, re- the restrictions are still in place. A lot of people, because he's a policeman, thought, oh, we're going to have a moderate, the Democrat. Vulture man may have thick skin, but once a vulture, always a vulture. I think he's a scumbag. Another scumbag is Tony Fauci. He deserves no introduction or doesn't deserve to be called doctors on him. But the Fauci buster, I think Rand Paul, who, by the way, didn't go to CPAC this year. I can't imagine why he would have been great. Probably has a – you know those punching bags we used to have as kids, you know, those generation extras? He probably has a Fauci punching bag and uses it and, 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 and annihilates him every time he talks to him. Now he is filing a bill, and I really, really 200% support firing this clown, this rodent. Fauci should be in prison. Fauci is broken, has abused animals and abused us and lied to the American public, stolen our freedoms. And even that warlock style he uses when he says, maybe you can even see your families during the holidays. Not a great imitation, but yeah, that's better. He is, this should have been done a long time ago. I'm not saying, I'm not blaming Rand Paul for that too little, too late thing. It's good and it's, he's doing it now. The man who has saved the country, I hope, will, will save this, will save this. I don't know how many votes it takes to get rid of the rodents, but Joe Manchin, I think, will get rid of them. Now a little humor like in politics. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm laughing before I'm even telling you because it's so bizarre. You know who our latest documentary narrator is? Barack Hussein Obama himself. The worthless traitor, scumbag, bastard of a man is narrating a documentary on nature. I feel like calling Jerry Glanville and coming up with a funny line for this because I just don't have one, but it's laughable. By the way, Jerry Glanville was the big, I voted the biggest character in the history of the NFL. He was a coach of the Falcons. He's funnier than any comedian today. We won't go on Glanville, though. I want to talk about Obama. It's going to be a climate change plea. You know, the, the best quote about the climate freaks came from quarterback Aaron Rodgers. If science can't be questioned, it's propaganda. Let me express to you that there is no 97% consensus on climate change. That was done by a two-question study on, online. That was totally miscalculated. If Al Gore were right about anything, including this, we'd be dead 20 years ago. Can you eventually, I'm talking to you left-wingers out there, 
give it up. I could just see REM seeing losing my religion at a time like this, because that's what it's become to the left. Climate change is a religion to them. You know, in the People's Republic of California, you can't even talk the way I'm talking or I'd be jailed. Thank God I'm a Floridian, not a Californian or a communist. And the reason why I, I think, too, we could do better in the Ukraine, I'm not, I don't talk about Ukraine much. I think right now there's nothing we can do about it. I don't want to get depressed or get you depressed, and that's just my feeling. But the concern of the left is should we really help these people because climate change could play a part? That's evil. That's sick. They're being massacred. This is genocide. And you're concerned about climate change. The Green New Deal, the most totalitarian bill I ever heard of, by AOC and, and her hero, Bernie Sanders, that communist son of a bitch, she's a communist too, rodents of a feather flock together. Late rodents don't have feathers. Well, they're strange creatures, these two people. Only are, are pushing the Green New Deal I'm going to tell you something that's really off the bat, and I want people to call me about this if you're a climate alarmist. 619-924-9749. I would bet money on what I'm about to tell you. When, Of course, it's cold weather when it's hot. Glaciers could collapse. When it's cold, there's, there's snow. I think the climate alarmists want hurricanes to happen. They want the ice caps to melt. Because they're communists. This is part of a communist plot. Earth Day is on April 22nd. You think I'll celebrate it? Hell no. It's a, communist, it's a holiday that Vladimir Lenin, the, the father of the, uh, the political communist movement, Karl Marx's father of communism, invented Earth Day, and it's on his birthday. Soviet Union, dates are very significant. And don't you forget it. In some places, sea levels are not rising. And the same people, remember the acid rain, the, um, the ice age, there were all this paranoia all the time. The one, I love the one child policy, one per child per, the, one, the um, zero policy growth, that's what it is. I, I hate one child policy. Don't, don't quote me or risk quote me. None of the people were born after 1993, guys. You're morons, you're communists, you're lunatics. And I'm not saying if you care about the environment, that makes you those things. A conservationist is a normal person who wants safe drinking water, safe beaches, clean air, yada, 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 yada. Who doesn't? The people who want the Green New Deal, who think it's going to come to an end in 10 years, these people should be locked up. They're crazy. And they're taking away our freedom. And so I'm going to tell you something about electric cars, too. It is a complete failure. And driving electric cars for people I know who have pacemakers will kill them. You don't tell you that. 
it's nowhere near as effective as gas, which we could be doing in the Keystone Pipeline, you go President you. I hate calling him president, but I'm not going to live in denial and say that Trump's there now. We're waiting until 2024. I'll tell you something. If he's not running, it's about a secret. It's the worst kept secret in town that if he runs or not. He said at CPAC, and I, I was a reporter there. I did it in 2016. I did it in 2020. I can do it again. And I'm now hoping he does run. I switched my position because here's why now it's a better idea for him than DeSantis in many ways. You could argue this both ways, I think, but but there is a position to take. He already was a great president and showed leadership in in, in the three-legged stool. Economically, he was over the 50-year low on unemployment, and I can that's essential one accomplishment. Pro-life, and he was a, the best pro-life champion. And did the Abraham Accords, and which were impossible. And then we had peace in Yemen. Our enemies feared us. It was great. The Sanders, I'm sure, will make a great president. And almost sure. But he, should, but he has a, he's a guy of the state to run. He has his time. I, I'm starting to think that if Trump runs, he's got it. There's no prim, there's no primary worth talking about or. Nothing is if someone like Mike Pence or William Well runs, they're wasting their money and they want their name in the paper. It seems like forever, so short, so long that Donald Trump was our president. And right now, we're, we, I'm going to talk. I'm going to break my word and talk about these. Just mention the Ukraine. We're, going to, we're in the Civil War. There's a war in the Ukraine. China could attack Taiwan. It's just going to be hell. And as long as this nincompoop is in office, it's just going to be hell. He has no compassion. He's a sociopath. If, when he sees people cross the border, raping, pillaging, drug carteling, and trafficking, and other it's not talked about enough. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And if he says he does, actions speak louder than words. Plagiarize that, bastard. It really is telling, too, that he left servicemen behind in Afghanistan, and, and they were amputating the noses of dogs. That is so sad. That, that That's beyond animal cruelty. That's torture. That's, that's, that, that. i got to calm down. Um... Um, that's what my guest show meditation I do when I'm going to get riled up. And I cannot get riled up. I care about my country too much to sit here and talk in a monotone voice. Well, I just don't think he's that good a guy. No. Get son of a bitch out. But there's also work that needs to be done in the Republican Party. Because for the third time in a row, and this is saying something, in the great, in the, my great state of Florida, constitutional carry failed. That bothers me more. I mean, we know the communists are going to vote against it. But when Chris Sproles, that my one of my favorite rhino whipping boys in the house, 
just keeps holding this up and holding this up. And it was really done in a spite to Anthony Sabatini, who, who I think is the finest member of the legislature. I love Tom Fabrizio. I love Anna Maria Rodriguez. I love many their friends of mine. But Anthony is the bomb. I think he'll be a great congressman. He'll be, he'll be a fighter that Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's saying a lot. It was despite him, they took some of our rights away. This is not normal. This is sick. This is repulsive. It's coming from the Republican Party. Don't you think you know better? How many times do I have to say, not every... Not conservative and Republican are not always synonymous. I mean, is, is Mitt Romney a conservative? No. Is he a Republican? Of course. You have to re-register one to be one. If he wasn't, we'd have less of a lead in the, um, in the Senate. Remember, um, the Rockefellers were Republicans, and they were suddenly left one. For those of you who want a little history and maybe have a little curiosity about history, about the past. I found it disgusting, too, that Maria Salazar, the rhino, rhino the head rhino in Miami, filed the Stigma of the Act. I think that the interview with Ann Schlafly Corey was very telling. We didn't have the same concerns, we were, but we were both very, they're similar in their difference. But it all boils down to they all come to the same thing. It would be suicide to the conservative movement, suicide to the country as well. I, another argument you hear is, oh, would you rather do nothing? Yes, I'd rather do nothing than do what Salazar and six other rhino Republicans are trying to do. Do I think you should vote for Salazar over not going to stab and say she's wonderful and not coming on the program what they said to me was this isn't the right time which means never I'm not the most important person in the world okay but I am a significant voice in her community that I, that I think you could have had a thing on this people could have made up their own minds and I think she's a coward and I think she is a Benedict Arnold to the Republican Party on, on gun issues, too, on impeaching the president, censoring Marjorie Taylor Greene, on climate change, she, she believes it. I didn't support her last time. I supported Raymond Molina. Raymond Molina is a good man. He just didn't get, he just couldn't compete for some reason. I'll tell you why. That district, 27, which is going to be redone this year, thank God, is a rhino district. Gay rights champion, Ileana Rose Leighton, LGBT rights champion, was the congresswoman in that district. A then grabber for many years and a never drummer. Am I supposed to get stiff because she's a Republican? No. I will get happy and do somersaults with conservatives, do their work, and stop cow-cowing to the other side. It's done all over the place. And you, I don't want moderates. I want conservatives. This is the same Republican Party. And I'm not, I don't, not all of them. I mean, the party has done a lot of good things, too. 
It's a good party. I'm a member of it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a registered, I'm a card-carrying Republican. It's not a great or perfect. No party is perfect. But they need to do better at having guts. They don't, the elephant's not having the guts that Dumbo did years ago in the board. You know what I'm saying? Or Jumbo in the 50s. It's more like Timothy the Rat. The Mouse. I shouldn't insult Timothy. He was a great character. Great movie, by the way. The remake was terrible. Regardless. I want to mention our guests tomorrow, Wednesday, Julio Martinez, a man of many seasons, a renaissance man. He has been a Vietnam vet. He is a Vietnam vet. He's a Vietnam Boxing Hall of Fame. And he's a political legend in Miami. And he's going to be on my show tomorrow talking about the Julio Martinez story. Thursday, my special guest is going to be Abby Johnson. You know her from the RNC convention. You know her from the movie Unplanned. Former Planned Parenthood director, now pro-life champion. We'll discuss her new new book, Fierce Mercy, at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please don't miss that. One thing I want to tell you about this show, I'm not going to sit here cheerleading for her or excusing anybody who does things bad for the country. I am a registered Republican. I hope the Republicans win everything. Don't get me wrong. But if they keep doing this, they're not going to. That's what I'm trying to say. What I tell you is for the greater good of the country, in my humble opinion. I tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear on this show. By the way, we have two debates next week. Monday, the 21st at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Former state senator and head of the chairman of the Miami-Dade Democrat Party, Dwight Bullard, is going to debate me on voter ID. And the 24th, psychologist and left-wing activist, Gregory Gale, is going to debate me about the Sands administration. Let me tell you something. Never underestimate your adversary. These guys are bright. And I think what I like about Dwight is, and I will give him this. Dwight, if you're listening, hey, how you doing? Um, He comes on. He has guts to come, and he has a decency, and he's a gentleman. I never agree with him politically, never. But we're, he's, he, he, he is somebody I get along with because he's willing to come on, and we talk. We chat before the shows. I don't know the other gentleman as well, but he seems nice, too. Please understand, I got many more no's from progressives than I get yeses. And the ones who come on, Barry Silver's another one who will come on. I get Barry credit for that. If you're listening, hey, Barry, how you doing? But many, many, Debbie McCostle Powell and Grant Stern, Tomas Kennedy, I'm outing you guys, Mitch Caesar, refused to come on this show. Michael Rayner hates me. Some of them, he probably thinks I'm the Hitler or the Klansman for the, against the gay rights movement. It's not true. We can believe what the hell he wants. He's, he's a schmuck. If you're listening, I meant that, Michael. You know, yesterday's show with Tony Verdugo regarding those bills, the especially this, the uh, parental rights bill, he had the guts, as I have many times, to call out the LGBT community and their activists. They're activists, I should say, as fascists. I call them neo-fascists because they're the new fascism. This... Do I have to say this again? I will. 
this is not the gay community I'm talking about. Most LGBT people are live and let live. The activists are live and let die. Because if you don't have work, you're going to starve, and that's okay with them. By the way, on the John Birch Society, there is an upcoming event. Excuse me, there is one. On March 26th, from 9 to 12, at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., at La Coretta, for the John Birch Society meeting, I'm going to talk about Hope for America. I think we've had enough down talk. I think we've had enough end of the world talk. I'm going to tell us how we've been there before, even worse, and we've come back. That is my speech. I ask you to listen and obey the math of the race. (laughs) I'm in a little bit of a silly mood when I do this show sometimes. I meant Judaism. I didn't mean white, okay? Interpret it the way you want. I know what I meant. And if you disagree with me, I'll force you to watch Obama and Arias documentary. That, I mean, use Morgan Freeman, Obama, whatever his name is, Obama, yeah, that guy. It is completely sickening the way this country is right now. Society is just it's just, I mean, eating me alive. Even the things I love, like sports and movies, are going so woke. I don't, I'm not giving up on them, but I want to change. I, I want to, I think we try to change them from within rather than, if we had a country without movies and sports, that would not be good for our culture. They are Americana. And there are good NFL owners like Jerry Jones who says, sit your ass, get your ass up or you're out of the team. I agree with that. However, Most, they are, the NFL is a left-wing corporation. And by the way, during the LG, I, I opposed when Barack Obama made June LGBT month. That was stupid. To treat them like it's like they're second, like people think of them as second class now. They're not being discriminated against. Stop crying wolf, Barack. Makes you look worse than the freckles you have. I'm serious. Or Dennis Johnson and the Celtics, so you know what I'm talking about. But the NFL says we, NFL is gay. That's very, very stupid. It, it, I, I can't even get upset about it. It's moronic. It's like they're trying to lose fans, and they're trying to do bad for their business. And the NFL I grew up with was better than that. We used, the NFL used to be very conservative. Jack Kemp was in the AFL, but it's close enough. He was a good quarterback. And I remember there was a, there was a Life Athletes League for, with Mark Bavaro and, and Chris Godfrey, the New York Giants. And the Giants put on a show after their Super Bowl win against Denver in 86 called Champions for Life. I thought it was wonderful.
Well, I haven't mentioned Kamala Harris yet, but I'm going to mention the call girl now. Blow the porpoise, blow the porpoise, everything is sinking. It's her that your way. She embarrasses herself every time she talks. She is the, she is the non-demented Joe Biden with a vagina. Okay? So now that's okay. It's just, I'm entertaining. If I could sing, I'd do it, but I'm not a canner. But I really think this woman is, know this woman is evil. Her, I don't care if she, I, she's an anti-Semite regardless of who she marries. If you are a member of the Council of Islam, American Islamic Relations, you are, you are an anti-Semite. The left-wing party of this world is an anti-Semitic party. I'm going to tell you about that. Black Lives Matter, who, they, who the left loves, breaks windows over is a heavily anti-Semitic organization. By the way, listen to me debate a Black Lives Matter activist in Mike Essen versus BL, the, 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 the debate I had with Lawrence Nathaniel of South Carolina who thinks writing is a good thing. Also, the Muslim Brotherhood under, under, the, under the freckled narrated bastard, narrator, I should say, Baruch. Oh, no, I'm not going to insult Jewish people like that. Barack Hussein Obama had the Muslim Brotherhood sit in the front seat of the Democrat convention, you bastard. And he's running this country now. Beware of Barack. I, you know, Winnie the Pooh, when he first came out, I was not really the biggest fan, but I, li- I thought he was, I liked his character. There was, a, there was an old cartoon when I was a kid called Have Pulumps and Woozles, and I, I think we could do a spoof off that with Barack Obama and Kamala Harris. They're out. They're not. They're not. Hey, my voice. Is my singing voice as bad as, as I make it? Oh, sorry, Mio. I follow you home. Yeah, I guess it is. I can prove my point. I want to do something about the Dignity Act right now. I'm going to give out the Capitol switchboard. 202-221, excuse me, forget that. 202-224-3121. Tell your senators and your congressmen or woman to vote no. Urge them to vote no on the Dignity Act. I didn't have respect for Maria Salazar. She's one of the coldest people in politics. But for her not to come on this show and debate this, when she is debating Congress, and what you're praying to me for? If you can make time if you want to come on this show. She's not that important. Yeah, she's a congresswoman, but I mean, she's just, it's not like a DeSantis or Trump on the show, or even someone higher scale. She's been on. She's going to go on. She goes on programs like Michael Putney to talk about this. She will not come on my show to debate it. Bert Lahr, the cowardly lion, has passed down the torch to Maria Elvira Salazar. If she only has the nerve, I'm not crying about it. Don't get me wrong. By the way, my guest show airs five days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am going to uh, go on the Mike Essen Show fan club on Facebook and click like and follow me on True Social at, at Mike Essen. 
And go to the website, MikeEssonRadioShow.com. Fine, if we get apparel there. I have fans. I'm not saying how popular I am. That's not me for me to decide, but I have fans. You know what they like about this show? I usually hear I'm gutsy. I don't back down to people because they, they don't like hearing what I say. You want that, you can go to Chris, you go to Rhino's show or go to Jimmy Cephalo's programmer who, who sold out the point after Barclays. The minute I'm afraid to say how I feel, the show goes down. And I'm not afraid to say it yet. What am I afraid of? Let me say a prayer here. Jewish prayer. Sorry, I said it like that. And that prayer goes out to the country and all of you. Not only so we're a better country and we're at peace, we're at great economic prosperity, or at social rest, but so your lives and your dreams come true too. Don't let anybody tell you the word can't is not in your vocabulary. Shoot for the stars. Go for the gold. Go for, as we as the Yiddish say, go for the Megillah. That's where the action is. That's entertainment. And remember something about the Mike Essence show. This show is primarily entertainment. Show. Whether you learn, whether you enjoy, whether you grow, whether you get mad, that's secondary. This is an entertainment or I mean, I do issues and humor. Just like the late, great Bob Grant and Rush Limbaugh, both of them did issues in humor. Howard Stern does straight humor. Joe Rogan does issues in humor. Joe Rogan is much more successful than me, and I respect a lot of what he's doing. And I'll tell you a funny story about Joe Rogan. You don't all know about it. Spotify tried to kick him off. He's getting a rump from rumble, a gazillion dollar, multi-million-dollar contract. It's like billions, even. It's like throw me in the briar patch, you know. I'm going to talk about movies for a second because that is a very that is my passion in life. But it, it, it does concern me as a movie buff that in the theaters they are running out of ideas. They're making Godfather Four, another sequel to the ridiculous movie um, Sonic the Hedgehog. It worked when they pulled off West Side Story. I'll grant you that. I'm not saying they're all bad. But we know Robin Hood and my favorite movie of all time from 65, The Sound of Music, was remade. Robin Hood, again, not Kevin Costner I'm not talking about. I mean, even a movie like Tron was rebuilt, people forgot about by now. What millennials going to know Tron is? I mean, this is ridiculous. It was not even, it was, neither movie was very good, Tron the original or Tron the sequel. But Poltergeist, Red Dawn, and the 80s classics, Footloose, they've been remade. I won't see them. I've seen and liked all three of those movies from the 80s. They're not great movies, but I like them. Red Dawn, you can learn something from today, I'll tell you that. A little more Hollywood than what's going on, but it's the same message. But it's, it's a three-star movie. I like the original from 84. Some people I know that's their favorite film. I'm far from saying that, but it's, it's good. I wish somebody would do something. I'm going to give teachers an idea out there. 
play it loud and proud in schools with Pink Floyd from the wall. Hi, teach us, leave us kids alone. On that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a few minutes, just a few extra minutes here. I want to re talk about the show. My guest show has Julio Martinez tomorrow. Julio is, is a very outspoken and gutsy man. He's given his life for his country. He's boxed in the ring. You cannot be timid and do that. And he's also very outspoken. And his life story will be on my show at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. And world-renowned pro-life activist Abby Johnson, her new book, Fierce Mercy, is going to appear at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. And until then, we don't need no education.